Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Flowcast. My name is RJ Kayser, and this is the podcast for information and inspiration for finding your flow. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about a movie that I just went to see. It was the documentary Free Solo, which followed the journey of Alex Honnold's free solo climb up the free rider uh, rock formation on El Capitan. And so this was something that I've been looking forward to going and checking out for quite a while now. I had heard about uh, the accomplishment of Alex Honnold climbing El Cap without any sort of safety mechanisms in place. Before I visited Yosemite Valley last summer, and it was one of the reasons that I really wanted to go and check out this impressive sheer rock wall that is El Cap and see what the uh, basically the immensity of this accomplishment was for him. So it was really cool to watch this documentary and I just want to kind of go through it because I think it's one of the best examples of somebody that was in a truly deep flow state in recent memory. So being able to watch the documentary and having that deeper appreciation for what it was he actually accomplished was really awesome. And so my friends and I were up at the IMAX in Toronto at Ontario Place to see this on a giant screen and basically get fully immersed in what Alex was able to accomplish. So this documentary was really great because it it showed not only the climb but everything leading up to it and sort of asked the question, what does it take to climb the most iconic and one of the most difficult rock faces in the world without a harness or anything and still make it out alive? As sort of the, the spoiler of it all, Alex Honnold did accomplish this. He, uh, he climbed it in three hours and 56 minutes, which most people climbing El Cap on any route take several days to accomplish. So this was not only a record breaking time, but also the most challenging climb that's ever been done on the El Cap face because he did it without a harness or anything. So let's, uh, let's kind of dive into some of the stuff that I saw throughout his, his climb and the documentary and what we can kind of learn from that in our own journey to find more flow. So there are a few activities that incite as much awe and head-shaking disbelief as rock climbing. And 99% of the world's rock climbers do so with safety gear on, meaning harnesses and ropes. So just to put that into perspective that what Alex Honnold did was not only amazing from the perspective of you know us watching it at a very far glance if we're not into rock climbing or anything like that but even for those who are rock climbers this was still something that only one percent of the population even tries on much less difficult uh um, paths up the sides of, of rock walls, basically. So 
LCAP ranks near the top of the world in the most difficult climbs and that's regardless of which route's taken to the top because it is such a, a sheer and impressive granite wall there's very little to hold on to and a lot of like the handholds are basically the width of a pencil and that's something that you know each hand's got just this barely enough to hold on and sometimes the feet are just being leveraged against the wall but based on the pressure in your hands it's so uh it's so slick and and sheer so doing some research on the different um ascents up up l cap the the dawn wall is the most sheer face on l cap on the southeast side and is near the top of the world in the most hardest climbs ranking at a 514c and uh, so if you haven't checked out another documentary that's about climbing El Cap is The Dawn Wall. It's available on Netflix and I highly recommend that you watch that. It's a, a really great exploration into two other climbers, Tommy Caldwell and Kevin Jorgensen and their, their uh, amazing climb up the Dawn Wall, which took them 19 days. So as sort of just the the difficulty level was that much greater than what Alex Honnold did although they did it with safety gear on so despite all the falls that they go through in their their climb they uh you know were a lot safer along the route too and so the free rider climb that Alex Honnold did is 513a and uh and then the world's toughest climb right now is a 515D. And I'm not a rock climber, so I don't really know what the comparison in a whole grade in a whole grade level is, but I would still think that anything that's uh if it starts at five I think five point five and goes up to five fifteen, I think something around five thirteen is still really ridiculously hard. And most people, even like the best rock climbers in the world, probably couldn't accomplish that. The free solo documentary does a great job of getting into the mindset of Honnold to show what it took him to perform this harrowing feat and the preparation so that he could hopefully get out alive. So let's break down some of the key aspects of Honnold's performance and the mindset that I think set him up for success and allowed him to do this free rider climb of El Cap. With, uh, in free solo with no harness or anything. So one thing that uh, really stands out is even Tommy Caldwell, was, who is a good friend of Alex Honnold, was very nervous for him in trying to do this climb. And uh, he basically didn't want to see his friend fall to his death, which is definitely understandable. And uh, something that makes it poignant on just how difficult and how much pressure there would be to do like a, a free solo climb of this this challenge level is a quote that Tommy Caldwell makes in the movie where he says that basically what Alex Honnold is attempting to do is uh, achieve an Olympic gold medal or else die. So to think of somebody performing at the top level in the world and if they don't actually make it out, and we see all the time in the Olympics where something just goes wrong or uh, 
everything just doesn't align on that day and they don't get the gold medal they're they're seeking after but in this case if Alex Honnold didn't do that uh, comparable feat of athletic performance on this day he would have died so that's uh it's putting it bluntly but that's the reality of of how uh, insane some people thought this climb would be but on the on the flip side of this and one of the reasons i really wanted to dive into this example is that uh honald talks about how when he's free soloing he gets more focused and uh, he basically he's deeper in the flow state so i think one of my beliefs is that the more that we can see other people exemplifying flow the easier it is for us to recognize it when we're in the flow state ourselves and this climb that Alex Honnold did although I would have loved to been able to watch it from start to finish uh, in the movie it's broken down into little segments basically because he was afraid of having his friends on the film crew around him during the toughest parts so a lot of the shots are from down in the valley floor uh, there's a few from drones when the distraction of the drone wouldn't throw him off as well as the the sort of remote cams that they set up on the rock wall as well so that he could kind of pass these little cameras without really noticing them there during his uh, most difficult parts of the climb and then through the rest of it there were the guys on the on the harnesses with the giant cameras that were kind of filming them when the pressure wasn't as intense uh which to think that there was any spots less intense than others is is still pretty ridiculous now even though i would have loved to watch the three hour and 56 minute climb in its totality just to just to get into the mindset and kind of observe that flow state that Alex Honnold was in throughout the entire climb it, it was still a great documentary because it didn't uh, just stick to something that I think few people could fully embrace in watching him do the climb in completion or through in totality but rather really getting into a lot of the shots leading up to it and the training and everything that he did to make sure that he had the best shot possible of completing this. As I said, uh, free soloing for Alex Honnold equals more focus. And when he's practiced and trained each pitch in the climb enough times with a harness and with the safety gear that he knows all the moves exactly, then as he says, he just goes through autopilot in the challenges. And something that's really cool that kind of showcases his uh, his mastery of his skill and just his deep passion for it is that he uses uh, a climbing journal strictly for climbing. He includes nothing else in it, but his basically his handholds and his foot maneuvers to get through each pitch in a climb that he's doing and training for for uh, a record pace or for his best performance possible or for a free solo of it and so he goes through his climbing journal an awful lot and you know those challenging parts in the climb that he's not sure exactly how to do or that he's completed but doesn't have full confidence 
when he's in his uh, w- when he's being self-conscious or when he's thinking about it consciously, he just writes down autopilot. So that's something that uh, in the flow state is is exemplified is that those people who are in flow aren't consciously thinking about what they're doing. They are they're just on autopilot because they've trained and put in all those hours leading up to the mastery of their craft so that they can get through it uh, basically by muscle memory or by performing at kind of a heightened state from the conscious level of performance. And so another thing that Alex does a lot of, which is showcased sort of subtly throughout the, the film, is he's rehearsing when he's not on the wall so there's this really there's a brief scene of him getting his hair cut by his girlfriend in their in their kitchen and i don't know if it's deliberate or if it was just the way the film crew wanted to shoot it but it pans down to his feet and you can see him contorting his feet and toes in an intricate set of movements which i don't think is just him sort of tapping his foot impatiently but is actually him rehearsing the movements that he's going through in his mind for the visualization of the climb so it just goes to show those people who are at the top level aren't just on the wall or aren't just practicing their craft physically they're also doing it mentally in those off periods where uh, there's lots of good research for the the motor imagery and how we can rehearse things physically in our minds and actually improve performance versus somebody who's not going through those uh, visualization processes when they have their downtime or, or their off days and they're not training. And so another thing that Alex does great is moving past failures and kind of what's he going to do when things don't go exactly his way. And surprisingly in this film, uh, he both during training of the free rider climb, he uh, in one instance, he fell quite a quite a distance. He was on the he was on a rope and harness, but the the rope went through the, the support and he fell and ended up getting uh, compound fractures or or uh, comp- compression fractures in several of his uh, his vertebrae and so it was kind of funny because he talked about how he wanted to dump his girlfriend who was the one that let the rope fall through the the uh the support after this but she asked him if it would make any difference if he broke up with her and it wouldn't because the injury had already occurred and it wouldn't really make him any much any happier if she was out of his life so they moved past that issue but it was you know Hono talks about his passion for climbing trumps everything else and it just kind of goes to show he was so upset about uh falling and getting injured that he was willing to break up with his girlfriend who was at fault for the injury and then there's another issue where he falls and or he he drops quite a bit and ends up spraining an ankle uh, a few months prior to his free solo climb and he's back on the wall or on a training wall 
pretty much the next day from the way the shot of the the documentary set up it's not clear if he took several days off or if he just went right back to it climbing without that foot while it was in a in a cast and um you know most people suffering ankle sprains need to take up to about six months to get back to rock climbing because of all the 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 strength and mobility and everything that's required to to do a rock climb but he was back training right away and something that's pretty surprising is he was still injured because of this ankle sprain when he actually did the free solo climb so then Honold also talks about the warrior mentality and there's a scene where he recites some of the warrior code and equates the battle that warriors of the past would go through to rock climbing and the battle against the rock is a battle of sheer will and pure adversity in the same way that battling for your life was as a warrior of the past and he also ties this into uh, self-loathing that he has and that he's never good enough so the constant and never-ending improvement is a part of his rock climbing journey and the performance he puts in and uh highland games uh world record record holder matt vincent calls this the hate uh hviii so that's the self-loathing that many athletes or people at the top levels of performance feel it's that desire to push yourself constantly and improve because no matter what you do you're never good enough and honald seems to have developed the hate from the lack of love that he had growing up at home which he talks about earlier in the film and that his mother always pushed him and no matter what he did never seemed good enough for his mother and so he developed this extreme self-loathing that no matter what he did he'd never be good enough and this pushes him to always strive for more and bigger challenges in a way that doesn't make sense for most of us but it's a part of the the nature of how he grew up and and that lack of nurturing he got and so a lot of people would wonder why he would want to push himself to this challenge that seemed very likely to kill him and it comes from a lot of that hate inside that he has and the other part of it is that his passion for climbing compares to nothing else and there's a scene where he's talking to his girlfriend and she's asking him if they continued their relationship or you know got married in the future would it change anything in his life and so the one thing that honald says is that nothing in his life compares to climbing and if he had to stop climbing because of somebody or some perceived pressure from others that it wasn't safe or he had more to live for that it would lead to a lot of resentment and he'd just be unhappy and that his happiest times are when he's climbing so this is partly an example of flow and being deeply immersed in a challenge as being that creating that more meaning in life and being deeply enmeshed in something but it's also as we sort of see throughout the film it seems like honald's got uh, a dysfunction in his amygdala and perhaps is somewhere on the autism spectrum where he doesn't really feel the same emotions that most people do and uh and 
perhaps it's part of just the way he grew up and the lack of love he felt in his family but it seems to be a little bit about sort of him being just a different and eccentric character as well whether uh an interesting thing with with honald talking about how he would just resent not being able to climb and he actually says to his girlfriend that it wouldn't matter whether he died or not because she could just move on and find somebody else and that it's not a big deal that we're all basically living on a a short timeline and we might as well make the most of every day and this really sounds very much like the memento mori of the stoic philosophy and whether honald is a student of stoic philosophy or not i'm not sure he doesn't talk about it in the film and i haven't heard anything about that before in his regard but it's definitely the way the stoics think about uh the the idea that remember that we're all going to die so you might as well make the most out of every day so if you're interested in studying flow or kind of you're on that journey to find your own flow i think free solo is a great documentary to watch and even though i'm afraid of heights and i thought that i would be freaking out throughout most of the movie it was uh once you get past that first scene where they look over the edge of el cap you kind of relax a bit more into it just because it's such a fascinating and well-filmed documentary and uh it it's just it's a great thing to watch and kind of see somebody who's deeply in that flow state performing at their absolute limit so i think it's available on demand now and it's definitely worth going and checking out for yourself at some point and just kind of seeing how amazing this accomplishment was and the challenge that honald went through to achieve it and the preparation for it it took him many years of practice of climbing el cap and doing the free rider uh, route so that he was able to do this safely it's not like it was just something he went up on a whim so that's something that's important to always remember is how much practice and effort it takes to really become world-class at anything and it's not like he became an overnight success uh, and or did this without with with short notice at all so that's it for this episode uh, if you didn't already know we're now on itunes and you can basically find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms so be sure to check us out and leave us a review and rating on itunes it helps to spread the word and continue to uh, make improvements here on this end of it we'll uh, keep putting out more content i've got more guests lined up now for future episodes including uh, hopefully setting up a new co-host in the near future and yeah we'll keep uh, keep working together to find our, our own flow through these examples and inspirations from other people. So thanks for listening.